As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Latinx Influencers, the top chismes, top trending topics, and everything you need to know about your favorite Latinx influencer and celebrity. You find it here. I'm your host, Yesenia Garcia. I can fix up. Welcome back to another episode of Latinx Influencers. Okay, you guys, the pandemic, COVID-19, is it real or not? Whether you believe it's real or not, we are for sure being impacted by it. And there's a lot of mixed emotions that come with it. But there's a lot of people who don't know how to handle it. I, for one, am torn between the going out and not going out. I believe it's true, but I am torn between what should I do or what shouldn't I be doing? But there's a lot of Latinos who believe that it's all fake, that it's not real. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode is why do Latinos think that the virus is not real? Before we jump into discussing why some Latinos believe COVID-19 is all a fake, let me tell you the numbers and cases and how they look like worldwide. There's over 16.6 million COVID-19 confirmed cases worldwide. 657,000 of those resulted in deaths. Here in the United States, there's over 4.4 million confirmed cases and over 151,000 deaths. Mexico actually has almost 400,000 cases and over 44,000 deaths. Now, here in Arizona, it's pretty bad. In Arizona, there are over 165,000 cases, and the number of deaths is at around 3,500 or almost 3,500. The hospital bed usage here in the state is over 80%. So according to the statistics from the CDC, in Arizona, the percentage of people in hospitals with COVID-19 is at over 80%. Half of those cases are in the age group of 20 to 44 years old. And 49% of the confirmed cases are of the unknown race. But get this, the other half, from the other half, Latinos have the highest percentage at 23%. So why are more Latinos getting COVID-19? Right now, I want to bring in our commentator, Sergio Arellano. Sergio, what do you think about this? Why do you think there's a bigger percentage here in Arizona of Latinos getting COVID-19? 
You know, Yesenia, for the longest time, I think while we were going through the height of COVID here in Arizona to the south of us, uh, there were really no symptoms. There were people with maybe one or two cases being reported in Mexico. And then you had the president of Mexico, Manuel Lopez Obrador, walking around saying, hey, I'm still going to hug people. I'm still going to kiss them. This is just something that isn't affecting Latinos as much as it is the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. We're protected. And so that narrative obviously travels into our communities. And for the longest time, even I would joke uh, to my friends and family, we would say, you know, hey, we're not masking up because we're immune to it. We're Mexican. We're immune to it. And I think uh, that just kept going. And now we're seeing the results and a big spike at that. Yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from. And I really think that that definitely played an impact because even in my family in the beginning, they were telling me that, you know, my parents live in Mexico and they were saying we haven't heard anything. It's still up to the state um, where they live. It's very rural. So there's not like a lot of cases. And I don't even think one has been reported. I think there's been like several rumors of maybe a couple people getting it. But I think still to this date, there's a lot of uh, Latinos and Hispanics there in Mexico que no creen que sea cierto porque no han visto demasiados casos, you know? But if you go to the cities, there's definitely a lot of cases. And I feel like that's from where people are like, oh, wait, it is. So I guess it comes back to the same place where a lot of us here in the U.S. are, where some people believe it and some people don't. Some experts actually say that some of the reasons why Latinos make a huge percentage of the cases of COVID-19 cases are because they have to work. And they work in a lot of service industry jobs, the fields, you know, things like that. And, you know, when money is a necessity in your family, Latino, especially in Latino families, the parents will do anything to care for their family, including putting themselves at risk during the pandemic to take care of their families. You know, it's not something where it's like, I pues hasta la pandemia no puedo salir, no puedo trabajar en... And vamos a depender del gobierno or this and that, because a lot of Mexicans can't even depend from what, like a stimulus check. You're not well, not it. only that, but we're, you know, we are really proud, as you said. Somos orgullosos, trabajamos duro, yeah. y a veces hay que ganarse la vida. Como inmigrantes, como Latinos, como Mexicanos, aquí no nos dan beneficios gratis. We don't get the handouts and the benefits in the community that people think we get. There are residency requirements. There are a lot of hoops we have to jump through once we immigrate into the United States in order to qualify for those benefits. So they do have to expose themselves. Additionally, Yesenia, I would like to add that in the Latino community, our teens, our millennials, they still live with their parents or with grandparents. And so the family unit is bigger. Yeah. And we're more exposed to it that way as well. Definitely. And I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up because they also say, like the experts also believe that another reason why more Latinos have it is because in a lot of families, we see that they live in multi-generational homes. Meaning if one of them, Let's just say the 19-year-old in the family goes out or the 21 goes out, parties, and mm -hmm. comes home. And I'm saying this is because, you know, it's a lot of the young ones that we've seen partying out in clubs. And they go out or, or you know, whatever. They get sick and they bring it back and then they get the grandma sick and then they get the grandpa sick. And it's yes. just, you know, a snowball effect after that. And what can you do when you're living in a home where there's a lot of you in there? You know, you can only exclude yourself for this amount of time, but... Then again, I also believe that 
if that was, for example, my case in my family where we all lived in one home and I were to be sick, I know my mother would not be like, I am not going to be near you while you're sick. Of course not, so, especially in the Latino community. Exactly. Ahí van a estar con el menudito, con la sopa, con el caldo. Te van a dar el VIX. Ya sabes, todos los remedios latinos que tenemos. Exactly. So it's really hard to not get somebody else, like another member in your family when you live in a house with a bunch of people, um, yeah. not get somebody else sick. Granted, I don't, but I would assume that that's how it is. Well, in my family, I'll tell you, there's multi, multi, multi-generational things going on. So I can see it happening uh, in a lot of our communities, most definitely. Another reason that I think it could be that there's more confirmed cases of, of you know, Latinos and a higher percentage of them making up the cases or we making up the cases is because, like, like we said earlier, there's just some of us, um, not me, because I do believe it. And again, I'm like a little chicken when it comes to this, um, that don't believe the virus is real at all. And one of those is our invite for today's episode, Manuel Silva. And I came across Manuel through Facebook. I posted a question on Facebook in Spanish. And I was like, ¿Quién piensa que el virus no es cierto? ¿Y por qué creen de esta forma? And he was one of the people who commented saying that he doesn't believe it's true. Y dijo, yo no lo creo, es pura mentira, no lo crean. Mejor wow. estén con su familia. Y realmente, like what he said, I think the other comment that he put is just like kind of um, enjoy your family and don't worry about this because it's not real. He wasn't the only person who didn't, who said that it, it's not real. There was other people who said it, but he was the most like, hey, don't believe this and he was kind of telling everybody else to not believe it so now wow I just well hope- it'd be interesting to hear from him as to the reasons why i mean i didn't believe it myself uh for a while because i felt something was off you know i thought it was more political than medical and uh you know until i saw it affect the people closest to me that's when i became a believer but if this guy is seeing people falling ill or who knows what his experience is. I can't wait to talk to him. Yeah, and we'll have him on here in a little bit. But before we get to him, I've heard some people and also on that Facebook post that said you don't believe it until it hits your family. And a lot of people are saying that because it's happening. It's like you don't believe it until it happens. You know, in my family, my brother got it. He's 21. He's healthy. So he had a few of the symptoms, but it was nothing major. But Mm -hmm. my worry is, what if, for whatever reason, it doesn't hit everyone the same? What if you are even healthy and you have something that you don't know or that you didn't anticipate of and you get the virus and it just hits you wrong? So that's Mm -hmm. my fear where it's like you just don't know how it's going to affect you because it affects everybody differently in some way that it's, it's scary to think that it could hit you, but your partner is so different. Correct. And as they said, you know, as you're following the news and you're keeping up with the headlines and stuff, there are several mutations of it. There are different symptoms for every individual across the board. I mean, a friend of mine, really close friend of the family, uh, his son is 13. He caught it. Okay. And all he had was a sore throat, a mild fever for half a day. And uh, that was it. 
never got anything else. The yeah. rest of the family tested negative. It was only that one child that got it and the effects that it had on him. Yeah. So it, you just never know how it's going to affect you. And what it seems to be like the message we're supposed to spread is better safe than sorry. Exactly. That's what I've been saying. Better safe than sorry because you just don't know how it's going to hit you or somebody in your household. But I apparently, you know, and it's okay. Not everybody thinks the same. But, I mean, at this point, Arizona has so many cases and we want those numbers to decline and not keep going up. So... Most definitely. Aquí tenemos a Manuel Silva con nosotros y como les explicaba, Manuel fue una de las personas que respondió en, en mi pregunta en Facebook y dijo que él no cree en el virus y que es pura mentira. Oiga, Manuel, ¿por qué usted cree que es mentira el virus? Antes que nada, señorita, caballero, no creo porque ningún artista, ningún famoso ha muerto y, y, y gracias a Dios que tampoco ninguno de mi familia ningún conocido ningún vecino se ha muerto y hablan de millones a mis de miles de personas que están muriendo por esta causa pues yo digo pues yo veo todos mis vecinos veo todos mis amigos hablo para México hablo para Colombia para todo Centroamérica, Ajá. todos están bien, gracias a Dios. Entonces, dicen que se están muriendo, pero ¿quién se está muriendo? Oiga, pero es que sí hay celebridades que se han muerto del coronavirus. A lo mejor no no los ha topado en su círculo, o a lo mejor las personas, a las celebridades que usted, eh, pues, que prefiere, ¿no? O en su familia, gracias a Dios, no le ha topado ninguno de esos. Pero sí hay celebridades que se han sabido que tienen el coronavirus y en casos de, por ejemplo, americanos, celebridades americanas que sí se han muerto por esto. Pues mire, señorita, discúlpeme que yo la, la, que le contradiga, pero pues yo estoy aquí desde niño, desde que, desde que nací, y yo no, hasta la fecha no he visto a nadie. Veo televisión y, y es de lo mismo, de lo mismo, de lo mismo, pero no. No, 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 no hizo nadie. Si es alguien que falleció, es un señor grande de edad. Es alguien ya grande, ya, que ya lo, ya lo, ya lo más lo culpan por esa enfermedad. ¿Qué es lo que usted ha hecho durante toda esta pandemia? Dígame, ¿usted vive en Arizona? No, 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 yo vivo aquí en la ciudad de, de Sacramento, California. ¿Qué ha hecho usted durante toda esta pandemia? ¿Cómo la ha enfrentado? Mire, señorita. Yo lo he enfrentado, pues, normalmente, este, no uso mascarilla, no, pues, pues soy, soy una persona limpia, pues, pues, sí, sí me baño, sí me, sí, pues, sí me limpio mis manos, todo, pero no, no he seguido ningún protocolo de, de lo que ellos dicen, la verdad, y gracias a Dios, yo pienso que ni mi familia, ni nadie de mis amistades lo han hecho porque... Pues todos, nos, todavía seguimos, no digo que nos juntamos como antes, porque muchos tienen el pues tienen el, el miedo, pero pues sí, sí nos juntamos, pero nos, nos desanustamos, como dicen, ¿no? Nos ponemos de seis pies, pues, retirados, por respeto a los demás, pero de mi persona, te digo, ya, hombre, no es cierto, 
pero yo respeto la decisión de los demás, de los demás, los demás mis compañeros, de como no estamos dos aquí, yo y aparte, a mí, ellos dos y yo, pero estamos a, a, acá afuera, con la distancia, pues, de los... Ajá. Ahora, per, permíteme hacer una, una, una pregunta, y con, ver, con muchísimo bien. respeto es la pregunta, y viene claro. siendo... ¿Usted está esperando a que a que le afecte a un familiar o a su abuelita que, que fallezca por el virus o que se enferme a alguien en su familia para que crea que esta pandemia es verdad? Mire, caballero, no exactamente, porque a nadie le deseo es, es, eso, a nadie, ni a mi tío. Ni no, no le estamos le deseando deseo. a nadie. Nomás no. es una pregunta. ¿Qué espera? No, 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 no. mire. Yo solo simplemente... No creo por el motivo que si realmente existiera eso, estaríamos todos como mosquitos. ¡Pum! Sí, me explico. Si en verdad fuera... Es, bueno, tal vez... Pues les pido una disculpa, pues, si, mi, por ser tan ignorante, pero ese es mi punto de vista. No, no, lo, no la creo, la verdad. Se le respeta. Se le respeta su opinión, porque aquí nadie Por está para juzgar sí. la, la, aquí nadie está para juzgar la opinión de nadie. Se le respeta la opinión y le sí, respeto gracias. también, le respeto también y le agradezco que usted use precauciones, aunque usted no crea sí. que el virus es verdad, porque se me hace a mí, sería mucha falta de sí. respeto y más, y ser ignorante si porque usted no sí. crea va y, y o sea, y no va a usar protección, no va a usar cubrebocas, no se va a lavar las manos, no, no va, ¿me entiende? No va a usar esos protocolos. Entonces, se le agradece por eso. Ahora, yo también tenía esa pregunta, ¿qué tal si a alguien en su familia, que no se le desea por nada, obviamente, eh, le, llegara a, eh, le llegara el virus? ¿Sería el momento en que usted dijera, a cañón, a lo mejor si sí es verdad? Uh, Podría ser que sí, señorita, porque un compañero de trabajo me dijo, a mi mamá le pegó. Cuando me dijo que a su mamá me dio escalofrío. Me sentí muy mal. Me sentí, créame que casi caigo al suelo porque me sentí tan mal. Cuando me dijo que su mamá, le dije, no, brother, con tu mamá no se juega. Ajá. No, no, no me digas eso. No me digas eso porque casi me pongo aquí a llorar por tu mamá, men. Con eso no juego. Y me dice, no, pero... Pero mi mamá estuvo entrenada por una semana y ya salió, gracias a Dios. Pero fíjate, ¿eh? Fíjate. Me dice, ¿pero tú lo crees o qué? ¿Tú crees? Digo, ¿cómo que no crees? Pues si ella ya le pasó, si ella estuvo. Y tú ahora tú crees que tu mamá todavía no cree. Entonces, me hace creer, me hace creer, creer a mí que, que, que yo tengo razón, que no es cierto, que no existe. Pero es que todo les pega diferente, o sea, depende mucho de la salud de la persona, cómo es que le afecte. O sea, a mí también en mi familia le ha, ha pegado el virus, pero como, por ejemplo, a mi hermano le pegó y está muy saludable, está muy joven y solamente tuvo los síntomas que dicen los expertos tener. Pero hay gente que está en mal de salud, que tienen problemas respiratorios y es en donde pega más duro que hasta los puede llevar a la muerte. Entonces, por eso creo que a lo mejor hay personas que pueden salir a la semana, que pueden salir hasta el mismo día, o, y hay personas que, pues, lamentablemente no salen. Es cierto, correcto. 
Ahora, una pregunta. Usted a lo mejor, eh, eh, usted piensa que tal vez muchos de estos casos, casos que están siendo diagnosticados eh, pueden ser otra cosa que coronavirus, tal vez nomás uh, una simple gripe o, o algo así. ¿Y que, vez... ¿Y que dicen que es el virus? ¿Ah? Pues mire, señorita, este... Puede ser lo que dice el caballero de que, pues sí, se les pega una, una tos, un dolor de cabeza. Miren, eso nos pasa a todo ser humano, a todos nos ha pasado el, el dolor de cabeza, que a veces uno no puede respirar y pensamos que ya es eso. Pero eso lo tenemos desde que nacemos, desde que somos, desde que somos unos niños, desde que nacemos tenemos esos dolores de cabeza, el, la, la nariz que se se nos sale el moquito ¿Qué? ¿Eh? pero entonces piensa no? usted piensa usted que eso es el factor están contribuyendo los números de diagnosticados de COVID-19 a, a un simple resfriado sí, pues, yo creo que sí que es un simple resfriadito algo algo pues que sí, un resfriado nada más caballero y, que okay, y, y los muertos, la, la, los casos de muerte, que, ¿a qué los atribuye? Mire, le, le, le vuelvo a repetir, ¿verdad? Le vuelvo a decir, yo ¿Mm? no he visto a ninguno. Te digo, hablo, yo hablo con gente de Guatemala, Salvador, todo Centroamérica, porque trabajo en la construcción y todos mis amigos son, son de todos esos lados. Y yo hago esa pregunta, les digo, campeón, ¿alguien de tu familia? Un amigo, un vecino, me dice, nadie, campeón, gracias a Dios. Le digo, la única persona que fue apenas ayer, me dijo esta persona, que fue su mamá, y que está aquí muy cerca de donde yo vivo. Pero, mire, está bien la señora, gracias a Dios, está bien. Ella dice, no es cierto, no era el coronavirus, era nomás una simple gripa que me dio ya. Oiga, Manuel... ¿Usted qué piensa que es o por cuál es la razón en cual todo el mundo está hablando sobre el virus y los casos del virus? ¿Usted a qué lo atribuye el virus? Mira, eh, bueno, buena pregunta. Pienso que es, todo está, todo está esto, están haciendo esto para intimidarnos, tal vez para que seamos más, más limpios, que seamos más cuidadosos. Para la limpieza, que esto todo es una propaganda del gobierno que, que está haciendo para que pues, para que, que seamos un poco más limpios, porque ya ven los mares como cómo los tenemos, super sucios, cotidamos las cosas, no las tiramos donde debe de ser, y pienso que eso es una buena, una, una buena, no sé cómo español, una buena estrategia que están haciendo para que la gente tenga un poco más de conciencia y sean más limpios, seamos más limpios. Pero sí les digo, ve, pero ahorita, ahorita en estos momentos pienso que es una estrategia para que tengamos este mundo más limpio. Miren, ¿cuánta gente ya no está trabajando en casa? Uh -huh. Ya no hay tanta producción. Ya todos eh, están todos trabajando. Los mares, miren, miren, aquí están viendo. Entonces, este es mundial. Porque estamos limpiando los mares también, estamos limpiando toda la basura que echamos al mar. Sí, porque no hay tanta gente viajando. Exacto. Lo que les digo, es una estrategia buenísima, que tal vez que los felicito al gobierno, 
se hizo esto porque, pues, oye, pues, se me hace una estrategia súper exagerada, si así fuera, y súper planificada como para unir a todos los países, eh, a todos los políticos, a todos los, los expertos en medicina, de decir, estos son los síntomas y las personas sí están teniendo esos síntomas que se dice. Se me haría una cosa casi como, no sé, maléfica de decir, o sea, es, sería un plan tan, pero tan exagerado como para poder elaborarlo, ¿me entiende? Pero, como le dije anteriormente, se le respeta su opinión, usted hasta no ver Igual. va a creer eh, sí, y no se le correcto. sea nada mal, al contrario, gracias a Dios que todo su familia no. esté bien y mis mejores deseos sí. para usted. Eh, Igual, igual. No está solo, le voy a decir que usted no está solo, eh, pero ha sido suficientemente valiente para venir a, a nuestro show y hablar de, de su opinión. Muchas gracias. No, pues a ustedes, que Dios me los bendiga. De todas maneras, pues hay que guardar la distancia y hay que respetar a los demás, ¿verdad? Pero, sí. como les digo, por favor, por favor, por favor, ayúdenos ustedes a hacernos entender a, lo, a nosotros los saludos si, como yo, que no creo, porque, pues, dicen ustedes que ustedes saben, tal vez saben más que yo, porque yo, de mi trabajo en mi casa, pues aquí, y ustedes, pues, tal vez conocen mucha gente y traen esto, tal vez saben mejor que sí, yo creo que saben mejor que yo, este, pues, van a ver que de todas maneras me voy a cuidar y voy a cuidar a los demás. Ya lo escucharon. And for those who don't speak Spanish, in summary, what Manuel had to say was that he does not believe in COVID-19. He does not believe in the pandemic because none of the celebrities or no celebrities have died. But I'm thinking that that's who like celebrities that he, you know, watches or listens to or, or, or what have you. Um, sure. Nobody in his family has been impacted by it. Nobody, nobody back home in his home country has been impacted by it. So I think he's kind of more like, I haven't seen this hit close to home, so I don't think it's it's real. He couldn't explain the deaths because he said that it hasn't hit anywhere close to home. So he just thinks that it's a conspiracy between the every single country to help make our world our better a better place, more clean, to help make people be more clean and our seas and oceans more clean so i don't know what do you think about that Sergio? you know you recapped it very well and and i mean the man the man has his thoughts and his opinions as you said um what what strikes me as as kind of odd is is the whole conspiracy theory i mean i don't want to say i hope he's right and i wish he's right but uh, you know if he is right then um you know we've all been we've all we've all been We've all been fooled really badly, um, but he did bring up a point, and this is a point that has been made from the start of the shutdown, and that is pollution levels are low in metropolitan areas. The the environment is cleaner, and uh, people are going out more. They're going outdoors more. They're camping. They're doing a lot more stuff that normally they people wouldn't do. do. Correct, and the unit, the family unit, is more unified because now they're they're not they're not allowed to go drop off their kids at the McDonald's play place, you know. Yeah, and and, and, and you know what? Call me naive if you wish, but I truly believe that it is real. And 
um, because it has hit home and and because it's just too massive of a pandemic and it's just too much that it's the entire world going through it to not be real. I would understand this if it was something just in one country. Maybe it could be fake, but it's the entire world. So I don't see how this could be fake. So por si sí o si no, mejor usar precaución, you know? And then we get into schools are starting up here in Arizona. And actually, my daughter goes back to school next week, but it's digitally. And then we have pending August 17th for in-person school. Now, that scares me. But at the same time, I understand that it's difficult, you know, because I understand that there's kids who rely on school and school lunches and for their safety. But then again, it's like, what's worth it and what's not sending your kid, your kids to school right now? Well, and you hit it. You hit the nail on the head, Yesenia, and it <laughs> is a double edged sword. I mean, look, for all intents and purposes, if we look around the world around us, you know, our Congress, our Senate, our politicians, our elected leaders haven't really done anything to help aid with the extension of what is the unemployment benefits, right? They're receiving a certain amount of money every week to because they're unemployed thanks to this whole COVID outbreak and businesses failing around us. Now, when that runs out, these parents that were able to stay at home and continue with the virtual learning, that can continue with helping their student uh, be right. away from school yeah. and make them meals, now they are forced to go out and work. And in the Latino community, you just we just talked about it earlier, Yesenia, that we work anyway because we don't have a choice. Right. So now those few Latinos, few people in our community that did have the benefit of that, now that's going away. They're having to go. What happens to the children? Exactly. The job of the state, the district, and our people is to educate, right? As a school board member, I can tell you our job is to educate and help shape the future for these children. And when you are not taking things serious, you're not masking up, you're not raising awareness, you are hurting the children and their education. And online's fine and dandy, but those parents that aren't home what are we going to do with that? Exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of parents who are blessed enough to be able to stay at home and the kids and it's it's OK for the kids to be having classes digitally, you know, and maybe they could do a little bit of homeschooling. But like you said, not every parent can stay at home with the, with their children while this pandemic. So a lot of these kids are at home alone right now. So education is needed, of course. And for many reasons, because it's also not safe for kids to go to, to school yet for the because of the virus, but it's also not safe for kids to stay at home by themselves. So it's just, it's such a mess. It's such a mess once you start thinking about everything. But I think the most important thing here is, you know, how we handle this pandemic is individually our responsibility. So you need to be responsible for what you do. If you don't believe that this is real, that's fine. Just when you go out for the respect of others and for the respect of the pandemic and who and the, the families that this pandemic has affected very severely, like people who yes. have actually lost family members for Definitely. that respect that's due, wear your freaking masks. You know, don't be those kind of people that are like, you know, I have my right to not wear the mask. Just freaking wear it. it it's 
it's not that hard to ask to wear your mask. You're saving yourself. You're saving other people. Let's get through this pandemic together, whether you believe it or not, because at the end, it's affecting everyone, whether real or not. It's affecting everyone. So it's very important that we take our part and be responsible. And it's sad to say, but it comes down to a lot of what we see for example, our, our politicians. AMLO is over there like hugging people and saying in the beginning that it wasn't real. And what has he done for his country? Not much, I can tell you that much from what my family has said and Most from definite. what we've seen. And then we have Governor Ducey here in Arizona who has been seen without a mask. Granted, I don't know much about where he was when he wasn't wearing a mask or what he was doing. I mean, I'm around my family and I don't wear a mask, but that's my circle, you know? Like we've stayed between my siblings house and my house so I can't like say like oh my gosh Governor Doug Ducey, Doug Ducey is not wearing a mask while he's here and there but I don't know where he was at but I think as a governor you have your duty to be a role model and be like hey let's get through this before Arizona faces such such hit on economy and and families and our communities and just everything as a whole. You know, and not only uh, the governor being caught, but all politicians in general, yeah. the ones that are out there. You saw Nancy Pelosi, you saw Chuck Schumer, you saw Democrats, you saw Republicans, you saw everybody. You, you see everybody that's just congregating and, and they're not following by what they're saying we should do. I mean, if they shut down this nation, they shut down this economy and they're hurting us, they're hurting the community, they're hurting our jobs, our school. Why aren't you practicing what you preach? And, you know, here we are in the middle of this. We're all struggling and, and nobody's doing it. So yeah. we got to hold all these people accountable as well. Yeah. Here is where it makes me mad and sad at the same time. You know, America's a great country. A lot of people want to come here. We know that. But at the same time, right now, we are looking so weak compared to other countries. For example, okay, Taiwan, who is right next to China. Yes. Guess how many cases... They've had probably two. Okay, they've had a little bit more, 443 cases and only <laughs> seven deaths. But wow. that's mind blowing in comparison to how many cases there are in the U.S. Let alone, I mean, Arizona just in itself, how many cases it has versus a whole country of Taiwan. But what did Taiwan do? Immediately, the government shut down their borders. And I was also reading that. They were able to track people down. Now, I don't know if how this would work in the U.S., but they were able to somehow track people down based on their SIMs and their telephones so that they would know that they were abiding by the rules of like oh staying gosh. at home and things like that. Um, they did this so that they wouldn't face an economy sh shut down later on. So, wow. so they did actually didn't close businesses. Instead, they put in this like aggressive follow the rules and precautions instead of like you should do this and we're leaving it up to government so it's sad because our president didn't even think this was real up until a couple of months and then he left it to each government and governor individually to decide if we were to wear a mask or not so it's like i said it has to start from that from the top and saying hey this is this is demanded so that we can get over this a lot faster than sooner. And in the, in the beginning, I was like, oh, you know, three months. Okay, two more months. I don't think this is going to get past that. Now it's like, when will this be over? And I don't think it's going to be over anytime soon. 
Yeah, I agree. And that, that also brings it back to how our guest speaker expressed the fact that he doesn't believe it. I mean, I'm sure there are more people there. You know, I was talking to a dentist in uh, Nogales the other day, and he was telling me how, you know, they covered up, they shut down uh, way too late, and that the United States shut down way too late. Um, he said, instead of shutting businesses and everything, we should have followed the example of what was going on overseas, just as you said, Taiwan, yeah. and just mask up immediately so that people prevent the spread. And so, you know, Latinos out there listening to us, you know, I'm sometimes guilty of this, but I forget my mask because I'm not used to it. You but can't forget your mask, Sergio. I know, I know. But that being said... You know, I went and picked up a box of disposable masks, and now I carry extras for my kids, you know. And if I see somebody at the store uh, the other day, it, it's funny, but um, I saw somebody that went into the store and walked back out and said, oh, I forgot my mask. And I said, you know what? I got you. And I pulled out my backpack, and I got one of the surgical masks, and I handed it to the guy. That's and I said, nice you know, hold you. on to this. Yeah. Right? And I think... Uh, Latinos will stop getting sick at a higher rate if we look out for each other and carry around maybe a couple extra surgical masks. Yeah. And you know what? That goes for everyone. If we want this to end, we all have to work at it together. And I, I feel like I'm being so repetitive. And even in my previous episodes, you know, I've said this many times. You guys be responsible. Stay safe. If you got to go out, go out, but do it responsibly and take precautions. But numbers keep rising and I'm seeing things, you know, on social media that it's like, why are you still doing this? And not, I'm not for like saying like judging people and be like, oh, my gosh, how can you be out there and doing this? But it's like we're dealing with a pandemic here that's going to have repercussions if we don't try to end this sooner than later because we're already dealing with deaths. And there's nothing worse than losing a loved one. But it's if you come to think of it it's like what could come after this what things could we face after this so let me ask you this because it's it's curiosity in my mind and i think our uh, you know our listeners will benefit from this and my question is as you go out you're out and about and you you know we all do our daily lives do you see more people masked up than without a mask uh, what are your what is your experience like everywhere I've gone lately, everybody has a mask on. Yeah, I think ninety five percent of everyone that I've encountered, you know, on going to get groceries or um, you know going out to dinner, because there's been I think one time we went out to dinner and we actually sat in at the restaurant. Um, I think I've seen it pr probably once or twice where people weren't wearing masks. Once we were at Coldstone, nice. and um, and um, because we try, you know, we every weekend we try to just have ice cream between my daughter, my husband, and I, kind of like yes. a thing we do every weekend. And I think it was two weeks ago we went to Coldstone, and uh, we were inside. And as soon as we walk in, we see these grandparents with like a young child, and they weren't wearing a mask. And I could tell that the girls behind the counter were kind of like. I don't, we don't know what to say or what to do. There, yes. was, a, there was a sign on the door it's that awkward. said no service with no mask, you know. And yes. and I immediately 
Um, I'm more quicker to respond than my husband is for sure, hands down. So I immediately, like I sense my body. So it was like my daughter, me and my husband. And I was kind of holding onto my daughter's shoulder. So as soon as I see that, I kind of like stop, but not stop. And I kind of like pulled on my daughter's shoulders a little bit. Like, wait, we, we don't know how to react to this right now situation. Oh, so we stopped and then the people looked at us and they were like, oh, we're not ready to order yet. We don't. This is his first time. Go ahead. So I was like, oh, fudge. What do I do now? Because this kid is probably like my daughter's age. And yes. it's his first time. And it's the grandparents. So I was like, God, like, I know I can be like upfront about things. But it's such a sweet moment, too. So it's like, so what I did was like. I'm going to order the ice cream. So I like told my daughter to stay off to the side kind of thing. And I was like, what do you want? So I ordered it and we were trying to stay as far from the other people. So we were able to order our ice cream and then we stepped outside immediately. So, yeah. So that also brings back into question is if we're all masking up, like you said, 95% of us are masking up now that I see, why are the numbers rising? Yeah. Like, why do we continue to rise if we're, I mean, you could say it's too little too late, right? We already spread it, and it's just being spread within the families and, and, and the family unit. But I hope, I hope sincerely that it begins to die down now that we have a majority of the people. You know, there are actual stores with policies, Costco, Walmart, Starbucks, uh, you know, major brands, major grocery stores that you cannot go in, you cannot shop, cannot spend money unless you're masked up. So what would you do if you encounter somebody and they weren't wearing a mask? Well, honestly, it's weird. Okay. It feels like a tense. It's there's a tension there, especially if they're within six feet. So I always, I'm mostly with my kids all the time that I go out very rarely. Am I not with my kids, but um, I keep them away. I try to keep them away. Um, but I also let them, you know, be cognizant. And sometimes they point out to me and they say, Hey, that person's not, I should stay away from him. Right. And I said, yeah, you should probably stay away. And, mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's a very interesting interaction to see how the kids react. Yeah. I think that we don't want to cause any more altercation than yeah. the, or the tension that there already is, you know, but we definitely have to speak up. If somebody's not being responsible, I feel like we have to speak up. I, for myself, um, try to speak up, but a lot of things that I feel like are not right and people should be responsible for. But if my daughter is with me, I am way more cautious about the things that I speak up about just because I don't want to put her in any dangerous situation. I agree. And, so. and our reactions are pretty mutual. Yeah. I think that it's just, I guess, the positive that's coming out of this, if you will. I don't think there's any positives when there's people losing loved ones but if anything it would be the unification in families people going outdoors and doing things that they normally don't do and being more clean yeah we are i mean we're washing our hands more you know <laughs> people normally human beings are are dirty individuals let's face it touch our face hundreds I've, of times a day yeah i've always been a germaphobe so this is nothing new to me <laughs> well i mean if you watch people just watch people and they have some dirty habits there. Oh, so I know. They can't, yeah. Every time that I go to a fast food restaurant, 
I swear I tell my husband, we have no idea what we're eating because we don't know idea. We have no idea if somebody like scratched their booty and like touched my hamburger. I don't know. Oh, so yes. I always think of those things. And my husband's like, why do you have to think of that? I was like, because it can happen. I'm not saying everybody that works in fast food restaurants do it, but I've seen some videos of really nasty people and that like just sticks in my mind all the time where I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be out here eating anything that I'm not cooking. Hey, don't tell me you've never found a hair in your food at all, ever. I have. I have. Oh, I my have. God. So disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> all I can say is, and again, I'm ending with this again. Stay safe, stay healthy, and be responsible. Look out for each other. Latinos, stop being a bad example. Stop making COVID cases spike within our communities. Look out for one another. Really, just take a couple surgical masks with you. Lead by example. Hand one out to somebody that doesn't have one. Just say, hey, you know, hazme el paro, vato. You know, look yep. it up. Yes. If you guys are still listening, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Even if you're like, why do I want to subscribe? Just hit the subscribe button. And if you don't like us later on, you can just unsubscribe. Leave us a review, you guys. Reviews are very important to us because we want to know what you guys think and how we can make all of these episodes much better. And then, of course, share with all your friends because this is important information. Share, share, share. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.